0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Coastal Chaos Day here at the ACC's annual kickoff event. We're coming at you live from Charlotte today and our syndicated statewide platform. Most days, you can join us from virtually anywhere in North Carolina and beyond. No phone calls today because the parade of coaches continues. Here's the lineup the rest of the way as we appreciate all seven of the Atlantic Division coaches for dropping by the David Glenn Show table. All seven of the Coastal Coaches will drop by as well. Now, we won't have all seven in the live portion of our program. Never forget all of our audio sent to accsports.com if it doesn't appear on the live portion of our radio program. David Cutcliffe will join us live in a little bit more than 10 minutes. The Blue Devils' 12th year head coach, has taken his squad to bowls in six of the last seven seasons. You all know that story. For about 50 years, Duke was irrelevant in football, but for a few years under Steve Spurrier or one year under Fred Goldsmith. David Cutcliffe has changed that narrative dramatically. They're a regular bowl team. They've been to the ACC title game. They have lost Daniel Jones at quarterback. That's one of the questions we'll ask Coach Cut. On the field, of course, we love to get into life sports and football with the guy who mentored, among others, Peyton Manning at Tennessee and Eli Manning at Ole Miss. Coach Cutt live in about 10 minutes here on the David Glenn Show. Pat Narduzzi has been part of the Coastal Chaos. He took the Panthers of Pitt to the ACC title game just last year. He'll drop by in about 30 minutes live. Bronco Mendenhall of UVA will be with us in about 60 minutes, and Mack Brown of the Tar Heels will be with us in about 90 minutes. So we have live coaches dropping by left and right. And I believe we're also going to get a special visit from Justin Fuente of Virginia Tech. He is exiting another series of interviews. He may be sitting down in front of us shortly, as we like to say on this show on this day. It is a particularly fluid situation. Coastal chaos means seven different schools and teams and coaches think that they can pull off a trip to Charlotte in the ACC championship game. He has done that with the Hokies in his relatively brief period in Virginia Tech. He's been a fun interview in the past, and we appreciate him kind of shuffling his schedule to be with us today. It is now year four for Coach Fuente at Virginia Tech after a dazzling tenure at Memphis prior to that. He's getting his headset on now, and he does rejoin us. Coach Fuente, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. How are you all doing? Thank you for having me on.
0: We're doing great. With, we've had so many fun extended visits with you in the past. It's going to be hard to squeeze all that fun into <laughs> a, a shorter visit, but we're going to try. Before we get to the football, here's just something fun we've been asking each of the 14 coaches. Okay. Since we last saw you 12 months ago face-to-face, give us either a book, a movie, a trip, or any other kind of life experience that you've oh. had that was especially meaningful to you and that, of course, you'd be willing to share with our statewide audience here in North Carolina. You're always good on this Wow, that's stuff, that's Coach. a
1: good one. Well, I've read a couple really good books, um, none of which I think is going to really move the needle or really <laughs> impress anybody. You dazzle I mean, us. It's, it's every not year. like uh, War and Peace or anything, <laughs> but some some good books. Um, I am a huge uh, movie person. Um, uh, I don't know that Avengers: Endgame like changed my life in any way but i really enjoyed (laughs) it um you know the book that i liked the most that i thought was i mean excuse me the movie that i liked the most i thought was really cool was the green book yes um i thought that was uh really cool really well done um an interesting look into two completely opposite people thrown in together uh through circumstances um that was that was pretty cool and enjoyable
0: one more kind of 2019 wrinkle before we dive into your Hokies. The ACC network has gone from an idea that we've been talking about probably for your whole time at Virginia Tech to a reality. Now, you're not the athletic director. You're not the university president. But how does the arrival next month of this channel or even its long-term promise in the bigger picture impact you as a head football coach?
1: Well, I think that's a, that's a wide-ranging question. I think um, – What's so exciting about it, from a league perspective, is really two-pronged. One, um, there's obviously a financial component to it. Yes. And if you think with, about what the ACC has accomplished in football uh, and basketball, and you compare that to where we're ranked revenue-wise, yeah. I think that's pretty phenomenal. And now you start to increase the revenue, I think it puts the rest of the country on notice. Uh, what we can, what we can, what we can accomplish um, with a few more resources across the board. Selfishly, I'm excited for the stories. Like I think back about the ACC, and I think about um, you just take football and basketball out of it. Take Michael Jordan out of it, okay, and and Lawrence Taylor and uh, Mike Vick. Take that out of it, and just think about the, the the stories that have come through the ACC in Olympic sports. Yeah, you know, and. You know, learning about those things I think is fantastic so certainly there's the revenue side and then you know increased revenue in turn for facilities and continue to improve your product and spend on your student athletes and then the other side is the exposure side you know wh- wh- what we have an awesome chance to do is expose people across the country to Virginia Tech to a place called Blacksburg Virginia to uh a a place that many people when they visit fall in love with and if we can bring that place closer to uh, people in south georgia or people in austin texas or wherever it may be i think it only increases our opportunities to continue to grow individually and
0: grow our league Justin Fuente is joining us on the David Glenn Show. David Cutcliffe's going to be with us later this hour. Pat Narduzzi of Pitt later this hour. Mac Brown and Bronco Mendenhall part of our number three on today's program. So the parade of coaches continues. We appreciate Coach Fuente squeezing us in. You can actually follow him on Twitter at that handle, at Coach Fuente. All right, to the field. Your first year was not only like a honeymoon, but I mean, you took the Hokies to the ACC championship game. 10 wins, you can't beat that. The numerical decline, of course, has some of your fans restless. What is your message after the first losing season in, in a long time for Virginia Tech football? You made a bowl for the third straight year. Uh, but what's that bigger picture message when fans asked about recruiting or why you had to scratch and claw to get to a bowl when they've become used to you know assuming a bowl and aiming much higher than that?
1: Well, relax. Everything's going to be all right, OK? Um, and when I say that, I mean we certainly understand it's it's partially by a byproduct of the makeup of our roster why it's looked like that, um, but we're starting to enter the era where we get to reap the benefits of the work we've done over the last several years. You know, we have recruited at a high level, we have continued to develop and stockpile players that um, believe in Virginia Tech and are anxious to go capitalize on this opportunity that's coming up so we certainly understand that that's not good enough and that that we need to do better and i'm not making excuses for it we own it every day if you look at the season you can you you can look at it two ways one uh like i just said it's 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 not good enough we didn't accomplish the things that that we we have grown to expect at virginia tech and then also you can look at it as you can say what you want about the 2018 virginia tech hokies but what you can't say is that they laid down I mean, you go look at the way we played at the end of the year after facing injuries and adversity and all those sorts of things, uh, to find a way to go ahead and get to six wins I think was a pretty uh, remarkable achievement considering the situation in context, considering the situation we're in. So, uh, so we know it's not good enough. There are some things to draw from, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting this squad out there on the field.
0: You know one of the themes today is coastal chaos. You know, you haven't been here for the full six years of the statement I'm about to make, but six different years, six different Coastal Division champions, you were one of those. And if I remember correctly, you had a heck of a game against Clemson in that uh, 2016 ACC championship game. When folks around the country ask, is it Clemson and everybody else? Are the Tigers head and shoulders above the other 13 teams? I mean, you're looking through the eyes of a football coach. You, You know who has more or less talent. But how do you paint that picture when folks wonder, now that Clemson has two of the last three national titles and four straight ACC titles, is it Clemson and everybody else, or how do you describe the gap? Well, yeah, it in?
1: is. I mean, right now, absolutely. Uh, I think anybody that says otherwise is um, sticking their head in the sand. Yeah. yeah, like that's what it is. But I will say this, over the last several years, who's beat Clemson? Syracuse, Alabama, and Pitt. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, those are the you know they they have been challenged. Um, they haven't been challenged uh, at the consistent elite level that they are currently at. But um, when they when they play in our league, they know it's not a walk um, in the park. And those are the only three teams to beat them. Ohio State couldn't stay on the same field with them. Um, Notre Dame. You know, couldn't, you know, couldn't hang with them. Um, so the only teams to beat them are, are a couple of ACC teams that, that did a great job in, in Alabama. So I think that speaks volumes about what we're doing and, and what this league's putting together.
0: Virginia Tech coach Justin Fuente joining us on the David Glenn Show. Uh, my ballot is due soon. I know coaches never worry about media predictions, but Miami's going to get votes to win the Coastal. You're going to get votes to win the Coastal. Uh, your rival UVA is actually going to get votes to win the Coastal. Uh, what is your? What are your thoughts about what is happening down the road? It's not like a zero-sum game where only Virginia or Virginia Tech is allowed to be good at any given time, but he's gone from two wins to, to getting votes for the, the Coastal Division Championship, whereas you, you and uh, and Coach Beamer have put together what is it, 15 consecutive victories head-to-head against the Cavs.
1: Sure. Well, it's a it's a it certainly is a rivalry, but I don't think that precludes me from it from uh, um, acknowledging a job well done. You know, I think uh, Broncos done a fantastic job down there. I've known him for a long time and coached against him for a long time. You know, when he was at BYU, um, I was at TCU. We played him when I was at Memphis. Um, so you know we knew that he was going to do a good job and field a good squad you know the quarterback is a, is a very good player, yeah and um, he's not the only good player that they have but I'm, uh, he certainly makes that thing go on that side of the ball and uh, you know I would I would expect them to be formidable again this year and uh, I think it's good when both teams are good and both teams are moving forward and uh, uh, kind of the rising tide floats all boats. Yeah.
0: Last thing for you, as Duke's David Cutcliffe is about to throw you out of your chair here at the David Lynch Show. <laughs> why not commit to Ryan Willis as your starting quarterback in middle of July? And what you know, we all—it's like a contractual requirement, coach, that we ask you about quarterback. Sure. W- what else is in that picture? As we're not even at preseason practice yet.
1: Well, I want to see what happened through the summer. Like, I want to see the the the. Improvement that Hendon Hooker's made, the improvement Quincy Patterson's made. You know we have Braxton Burmeister on campus, and I don't even know if he's going to be eligible yet. He may be the best guy we have. I don't know. Um, you know I'm hopeful that when we start fall camp, um, you know the guys that are eligible to play will give an opportunity. And then um, I'm not. Uh, the thing I'll tell you is I'm not being coy about it. Yeah. When we know who's going to be the guy, then we'll name it and we'll and we'll move forward. But I think those all those guys. Uh, including Knox Gatom, our, our freshmen, they deserve an opportunity to show how much they've improved and, and see where
0: we're at. We have more fun when we have more relaxed time with you, Coach. We can pick your brain on life questions. We didn't get to do as much of that. I know.
1: Those you? are more fun anyway. anyway. I know.
0: <laughs> Shout out to you and Pete Morris for shuffling things and turning them upside down. It is great to catch up with you again. Maybe I'll hit you with more life questions the next time you join us by phone. You bet. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Justin Fuente of Virginia Tech on Twitter, at Coach Fuente. Another of our favorites, David Cutcliffe of Duke, is going to be with us as quickly as these guys can change headsets. We're We're not even going to take a commercial break. Between these two coaches, David Cutcliffe is joining us now. Pat Narduzzi is going to join us later this hour. Mack Brown next hour. Brown- Bronco Mendenhall next hour. Coach Cut, that's a smooth transition, man. I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't want to see you wrestle, Coach Fuente, for the rights to that chair.
2: No, but I slipped right in behind him without <laughs> him even knowing it. You that's are like it. a got to be a ninja. You're a ninja. Can't be seen, right? He is <laughs> moving
0: like a ghost in the night. Uh, welcome back, man. How are you? What's, uh, what's going good. on? I'm good.
2: How are you? I'm and doing
0: great. Thank you for asking. Family is good. Uh, I get paid to write and talk about sports for a living, so I'm, I'm counting my blessings, right?
2: Well, when our family is good, we're
0: all okay. Amen to that. Uh, I'm gonna, there's one question we're asking all 14 of you guys, and then we'll dive into a lot of Duke stuff. And Heck, you know we like asking you life questions as well. In the 12 months since we saw each other face-to-face, or maybe I've seen you since then, but you know the idea, what is a book, a movie, a trip, or a different experience that was meaningful to you, that you'd also be willing to share with our statewide audience, given the uh, pearls of wisdom that you've dropped on us regularly over 10 plus years?
2: Yeah, I I think um, a a very simple, easy read, uh, Admiral William McCraven book, Make Your Bed. Mm. And uh, if you haven't (coughs) heard of Admiral McCraven, he was the head of all special forces. Uh, He's now the chancellor of the University of Texas system. But that book is too easy to pick up and read, and you will gather a lot of wisdom and a lot of practical usage out of it, starting by making your bed every day.
0: Same man has some fascinating observations about the state of America in 2019. I've enjoyed that part of his contribution to our society as well. All right, you know, one of the themes here today is coastal chaos six different years, six different coastal champions. You were one of those six. Is it that close when you look around coach, putting aside Clemson, of course, just your seven teams?
2: Yeah, I, I it think, I think it talent-wise? is, but I, I think it's 13 teams. Um, right now, when you play an ACC game, there's no guaranteed win for anyone, not even Clemson in reality. Uh, I watch the job coaches are doing, but to get to the Coastal to answer your question, uh, all good coaches, everybody has put an emphasis, including Duke on football, maybe a little more than what we've seen in years past. Facilities improve, recruiting improves. We've been able to hire outstanding staffs and that's why you're seeing what you're doing. I mean, it wasn't a mistake that Pat Narduzzi and Pitt Won the Coastal, they were a really good football team in a lot of different ways and uh, got great quarterback play. And <clears throat> so I think sometimes it's just the way the ball bounces, but also I think it may be each of us has a player or two or three that can be pivotal. You know, Anthony Boone for us, you know, what did he do? He just won games Yeah. over and over and over. Again. He's the winningest quarterback in the history of Duke football. and. He's got a Coastal Division championship under his belt. So just that type of thing, you never know what you're going to get.
0: David Cutcliffe is a guy you can follow on Twitter, at David Cutcliffe. Right now we get to describe you as the guy who's turned Duke football around, right? Six of the last seven years you've taken the Blue Devils to a bowl game. I mentioned the trip to the ACC title game. Even you, when you first arrived, took a little while, right? And and I want you to kind of flash back because as you look around your your division, rather, Jeff Collins is new at Georgia Tech. Mac Brown is, you know, old but new, as you know, at UNC. Manny Diaz is new but kind of new, right? Promoted from within as as defensive coordinator. Scott Satterfield was with us yesterday and talked about, hey, man, I think we're going to be good eventually, but I'm not sure exactly how quickly that's going to happen. How do you describe in the bigger picture just the nature of being that first-year guy? What's harder about some uh, transitions? Does Manny Diaz have different advantages because he's not exactly new because Willie Taggart joined us yesterday coach and he said he had a lot of year one indigestion that he hopes is flushed out of the Florida State system.
2: Yeah, I think when you're cold new um, you don't know your personnel uh, your staff relationships unless you took a whole staff from somewhere else aren't as tied and as strong. Manny Diaz has got a relationship with players. some coaches uh, I think he has a definite advantage in that regard but I think <clears throat> the lesson for people is to build the program not just try to have a great team if you start shortcutting and just go wholesale JC and you know disrespect all the players that you inherited I think it takes longer than I think embraces the word you got to embrace the program build the program and then you'll have some good football teams
0: Daniel Jones is, of course, now a member of the New York Giants. There's like a contractually required quarterback question every year for every team, as you know. Paint that picture for us, the the depth chart, as you haven't practiced yet uh, since the spring anyway. Uh, That's a big adjustment. You mentioned Anthony Boone in his central role. Daniel was amazing. What's next for the Devils at that position?
2: Well, Quentin Harris um, is is actually a dinosaur in this era. He's a fifth-year senior that has stayed the course. Yeah. As a backup, I've watched him practice four years. I think the best part of that transition is he's already been a leader. He is so respected, so smart. He's in graduate school in Fuqua, our business school. Wow. Um, he didn't have to become a leader. He was one. In the midst of being with Daniel, he was one. But I think it's, it's helped me. I know his strengths. I know things that we may alter a bit with him you don't put a guy in a first-round draft choice uh, offense you adjust it yeah we went from Peyton Manning to T Martin and won a national championship T was not Peyton Manning but Quentin uh, has a has a the intangibles that you need and then we've got Chris Katrinik and Gunnar Holmberg are trying to breathe down his neck which is they're young <clears throat> and that's what you want to see so I thought all three of them had outstanding sprints
0: you've described to us at times you know some of your tennessee teams you don't you never assume a victory of course you have to execute even if you're on the right end of the talent uh, disparity you have to deal with alabama this year coach so it's kind of a two-part question one How do you describe the emotions? I mean, you've you've been around the block health-wise, life-wise, but it is your alma mater, so that's part of it. And this is not just Alabama. This is Nick Saban, Alabama. This is many-time national superpower Alabama. You, of course, would say that you have the lesser depth chart, but you're never gonna say that you can't win. I mean, I know that. So what, what all is going into that? That's a well, lot of the layers. You,
2: you, yeah, it is, but what, what it does, it heightens your preparation. Our January was different. Our spring was different. And the only way you fight that kind of strength is to fight the strength. There aren't really any weaknesses. People talk about picking on their weaknesses. <clears throat> you have to minimize the strengths. and. Uh, So as you look at Alabama, I call them complete. Uh, You see the recruiting, but what you see is coaching, conditioning, uh, competitiveness, strategy, all eight phases. So I think you as a coach and you as a team have to realize if we're gonna compete head to head with them, whether we're kicking an extra point trying to block theirs or them block ours, or whether it's an opening kickoff or a third down play, you got to play 60 minutes that's what Nick's done better than in my opinion anybody in the history of college football is their consistency over a 60 minute game they're relentless Uh, they've been whipped a few times not very many physically you know right but they're not going to get out coached or out conditioned Uh, that's that's just what he does at Alabama but what we can do is we, we have to match their strengths in, in a lot of areas and then you get a break or two. That's, that's how it
0: happens. Is the emotional part of the equation just not a big deal at your stage of life i mean you went against alabama all those years as the tennessee offensive coordinator but you're into like the Tennessee hall of fame and the alabama hall of fame i mean this is your alma mater is that just sort of old news turn that page i don't know if you ever like at some point didn't alabama in between you know bear bryant and nick saban call you at some point I, yeah i
2: talked with them i did um no question and it is emotional there Maybe the biggest and toughest thing for me is how many of my cousins are going to be wearing crimson. <laughs> uh, that's a reality. Um, they won't be wearing Duke blue, trust me. Uh, but they'll all ask for tickets. <laughs> You're
0: right. That's, that That doesn't sit well <laughs> somehow. Go ahead. But it's um,
2: it, it. I have to watch. I think when you get into the emotions as a coach, I think we make a lot of mistakes when we make decisions under – pressure emotion response decisions Uh, you know i got to think this one out a little bit make sure that we take the right approach and you manage whatever's happening in the game we got to have a plan for it
0: last thing for david cutcliffe i know you have other commitments here on radio row i saw that you said i am more excited about this duke defense than any we have had in 12 years that's You're great at not going the hyperbole route. It's one of the thousand reasons that we love you as a guest. You're not gonna say that unless there's a lot of reasons why. What are some of those reasons?
2: Well, uh, we're we're strong and fast up front. It all starts there. We're deep uh, at every position. We, We have recruited well on defense. So when you put on the film of our defense, you're gonna see recruiting, coaching, conditioning, said Etc. do we have still a good ways to go absolutely but this was the most productive spring of duke defenses had since we've been at duke
0: david cutcliffe on twitter at david cutcliffe thanks for shuffling your schedule for us we're going to bombard you with more life and other questions with your regular phone visits are we still cool with that like,
2: absolutely uh, It wouldn't be Thursday without it, right? The
0: only the only relationship I have longer than my relationship with Coach Cut is my wife. (laughs) we are 12 years in, aren't we? Yeah,
2: and you know we look forward to
0: it. It's Uh, great, man. It is. You know how we're we're transparent people, so we've thanked each other many times. But let me reinforce how much I appreciate your place in our universe. Well,
2: I hope we can continue to do this for many years to come. Yeah, I
0: wonder who retires first. I don't know. I got up this
2: morning and conditioned hard before I drove <laughs> down Cuts here. Coach Cutt's a
0: little older than I am. We're both in volatile industries. What's the Vegas over-under? Who, who retires what, first?
2: You, y'all work know. on that and come back with the numbers when we call. <laughs> Thanks, okay? Coach. All right, David. Great to thank see you. you. Take care.
0: David Cutcliffe of the Duke Blue Devils. Bowl trips six of the last seven seasons. Great to hear about that defense because, of course, he does have a big transition at the quarterback position with Daniel Jones moving on to the New York Giants of the NFL. All right, Pat Narduzzi of Pitt's going to drop by. Let me throw it back to Raleigh. Nathan Bernstein will handle and push some buttons and then we'll be back here at the ACC kickoff event. Mac Brown next hour. Bronco Mendenhall of UVA next hour. Appreciate Justin Fuente and David Cutcliffe for dropping by truly back-to-back here at the David Glenn Show table. We're back after this. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the ACC's annual kickoff event. We're coming at you live from Charlotte statewide today. A bunch of coaches in the books, a bunch more on the way. Mack Brown drops by next hour from UNC. Mack is back. Bronco Mendenhall has a coastal contender at UVA. He'll be with us in hour number three as well. Thanks to David Cutcliffe for dropping by. And on the other side, it will be the guy that led Pitt to the ACC title game just last year. The Coastal Chaos theme today, as we talk to all seven of these coaches, most of them on the air live, the theme involves the variety, right? If you go back the last six years, Georgia Tech represented this division in 2012 in the ACC title game. Then it was Duke and David Cutcliffe the next year. Then it was Georgia Tech again. North Carolina under Larry Fedora in 2015. Virginia Tech under Justin Fuente in 2016. Miami under the now-retired Mark Richt in 2017. And then Pitt just last year under the guy who will be across the table from us momentarily, Pat Narduzzi of the Pitt Panthers. Coastal chaos continues. Perfect parity is a possibility. Again, if UVA can somehow win this division, it would be seven different champions in seven different years for the Coastal. Clemson, of course, will be favored in that title game, assuming the Tigers make it there. We are at about one minute away. We see Pat Narduzzi. We'll give him a chance to put a headset on, and he'll join us live next on the David Glen Show. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. Well, I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you and really? Was, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because <laughs> i got to go back to racing. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show. Hey, guys, David Glenn here with a quick update from our friends at Sport Clips. Now with more than 70 locations all across North Carolina, your next haircut now has a shortcut. Introducing the Sport Clips Haircuts app. Now the cut you want is just a tap away. Once you download the app, you can check in at your neighborhood Sport Clips, choose your guy smart stylist, and you're done. They text you when your stylist is almost ready and you head to Sport Clips for that championship haircut experience. As always, there's no appointment needed. There are sports on TV everywhere and that incomparable MVP experience, complete with the legendary hot steam towel wrap, that massaging shampoo, and that incredibly relaxing neck and shoulder treatment, well, it's my favorite and among your options, too. Just download the new Sport Clips app today and check in whenever you're ready. You choose the cut, and they cut the weight. Learn more today at sportclips.com. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Mac Brown next hour from UNC, Bronco Mendenhall next hour from the UVA Cavaliers. It is Coastal Chaos Day. There may be perfect parity, we don't know, but the guy across the table from us now, we knew from afar as really one of the more famous assistant coaches in all of college football during a stretch of his days at Michigan State. He took the pit job and he led those Panthers just last year to the ACC championship game. We love. Chatting with him on life, sports, and football, Pat Narduzzi of Pitt. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me on today.
0: It's great to have you. We have one question we're asking all 14 guys, and then we'll dive into more football-specific stuff. Is there a movie, a book, a trip, or another life experience in the last 12 months since we were eye-to-eye that was meaningful to you in a way that you'd share with our statewide audience? You said a book? Book, movie, trip, other life experience, you know, you're more about football coach, and these guys look sad. to you as a mentor. Yeah,
3: that's sad. You know, there's a book that I've, you know, probably halfway through, haven't had time to get through. It called the Culture Code, um, that our ED gave uh, some of our head coaches, and uh, great book, highly recommend it. Again, I'm trying to finish it up here before August comes around. Uh, if I can find a little downtime uh, with my wife and four kids. I'd like to get that thing finished up.
0: Is is it an honor? The process kind of book that you guys are often talking about as football coaches.
3: Yeah, it's about the, you know just the, the, the process and really what is you know people use that word loosely. The culture, and you know culture is so much more than you know what people think it is. And just you know to read it, um, it's it's pretty impressive so far.
0: How do, how have you seen the reaction to the ACC championship game trip? It's not easy to get there. It's tough to win in this league. Uh, did you hear from former Pitt players? Did you see a bounce in your own fan base? Have you seen recruits notice that kind of accomplishment?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, you know, obviously your players that you've coached, you know, are excited and, and, and shoot you a text or a phone call. Um, but, you know, you notice it in the high schools more than ever. Um, people know, you know, that Pitt brand now a little bit more than what they you know, did. I think once you get to a game like that and you're playing on a national stage that you open some eyes in the recruiting Uh, world for sure
0: when you look around and you hear the national description of ACC football as Clemson and everybody else do you think that's fair because of what's happened on the field sometimes even in championship games Uh, or do you think in the sport of football you know the gap is not as large as some are suggesting
3: the gap the gap isn't as large I mean people can talk about it all they want when we beat Clemson two years ago when they won a national championship we're the only you know we're the only ones to beat them um, you know, we played in that game and didn't play very well. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're really good. Dabo does an incredible job. I have a ton of respect for him and the way he runs his program. But um, it's a game of inches. And, 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 you know, the inches are not, you know, feet. That's for sure. And, and um, you know, I think, you know, it's a lot closer than people think. And put it this way, if, if Clemson had played a bunch of CAA schools, would they have won a national championship? So I, I would say their schedule and the teams they play and their schedule have prepared them to win a championship. You know, you don't. You know, you talk about. You know, you you need to have good competition. To you know, you don't all of a sudden then hit Alabama. You think you're really good and you think you played good enough. All of a sudden you hit Alabama, get smacked in the mouth. So they were prepared to win a championship, and I think that's what you got to look at. There's good competition. I, I guarantee you, Dabo's not sitting at home. You know, right now, you know, just saying this is going to be easy. I can't wait to get to the playoffs again. It's it's a it's a hard road for everybody.
0: If it's inches, not feet, with Clemson and everybody else, does that make it like millimeters separating the seven teams in the uh, Coastal Division?
3: You know, it's uh, you know, it, it may be millimeters. <laughs> you know, um, you know, eighths of an inch, whatever it <laughs> may be. Um, you know, it's it's close. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a really good division, and it doesn't mean that it's a terrible division to me it's 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 better it's better than the Atlantic top to bottom because there's so much parity in the in the division it's good I mean you can't guarantee I mean we got beat by the team that didn't only won one ACC we lost one ACC game going into the championship game was to North Carolina and that's the only team that was their only win of the year I mean it's a it's a it's a good division top to bottom period
0: Willie Taggart of Florida State shared with us yesterday that his coaches and players never got on the same page in a five and seven season And he believes that one of the biggest turnarounds is the vibe that they now have with each other. You kind of hit the ground running when you got to pit. I mean, an eight-win season is really good when you're learning everything new. As you look around this league, how do you even describe just the nature the nature of being the first-year guy because Jeff Collins is new at Georgia Tech, and there's some schematic changes. Mac Brown is kind of new to North Carolina. There's a 20-year gap in between uh, his time there. Um, Other guys, Manny Diaz is new, again, kind of at Miami. How much of an impact did those sorts of things have since you're in year five now? So that, that feels like a different thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, year one or year five to me, it's all the same. Okay. It doesn't really matter. I mean, that comes down to that, that book I was telling you about. Just the culture you have, and you know, y- you sure hope it doesn't take you that long to get on the same page. You got to demand respect, get it done the way you want it be done from the beginning. It's you know, if you don't if you don't have it right away, in my opinion, it's hard to get it back after a year. Good luck to you. It's like letting your kids run the house, Yeesh. and then all of a sudden one day you're going to have some discipline in the house. Um, so that that's kind of my philosophy on culture. I wish we had culture. Coach
0: Narduzzi's vote. I, this was. If, we are video sometimes we're audio always but the 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 look on your (laughs) face the picture what is it a picture can tell a thousand words or something like that good luck to you (laughs) uh hey one of the 2019 wrinkles at acc kickoff is that the acc network is not a concept anymore it's not an idea it is here starting august 22nd there's going to be some exclusive tv games football basketball and otherwise you're not an AD or a university president, so I wonder, as a football coach, how does the arrival of this channel next month or even its longer-term promise impact your job, money, recruiting, or exposure in any other way?
3: It's major. Okay. David. It's, it's it's major. The ACC network is going to be an incredible thing for the conference. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to be at Michigan State for eight years and, and really the induction of the Big Ten Network, so I saw it work. Um, I saw the... the Uh, impact it could have on a program, the impact it could have on a staff and players, Um, you know, just some of the great things that the the network will end up doing, whether it's, you know, televising every spring game. Think about it. Yeah. Think about, you know, you're not wondering what's going on. You're seeing every ACC spring game, you know, played. Um, You know, so so there's little things like that. I mean, um, you know, you got media day today, but, you know, in the Big Ten, they'd have uh, a, a media day where they The Big Ten Network came to your campus, and they they filmed and videoed a practice. I mean, those are, you know, you can't get that everywhere. I mean, those are some incredible things that that they'll eventually do, I believe, in another year as they start to get this thing going, that are going to be great opportunities for our kids, for our program, for the University of Pittsburgh.
0: Well, you used the word impact multiple times, given what you saw for the Big Ten Network. A university president or an AD talks about impact. Hey, we're being told five million new dollars in the early years per year per school, and maybe eventually ten million or more per school. Thirty per million year, or whatever. Thirty-five. Right. Um, that that's. I guess it trickles down to you with recruiting budgets and paying your assistant coaches and your salary or whatever else. But, but what are those other impacts? Do recruits ask about it? Do, do families of recruits say, I you know, I can't believe I can't send my kid to an ACC school because you don't have a channel yet, the way the SEC and the Big Ten. Do. No, but
3: I'm sure people use it against you that, yeah. hey, you know, your son, you know, bringing him from, you know, from Florida or North Carolina can come to Pitt and your, your family, even though you can't drive to every game and be every game, you can see every game will be televised, guaranteed. Uh, I think that's one of those, you know, things that you can sell in a home with a recruit that. Um, and and you're going to see him during the week too. There's going to be a lot of pub uh, on your program. I think that's what parents want. They want the, they want exposure.
0: One of our favorite guys at ACC kickoffs from years past was James Conner, who of course carries the Pitt flag eternally uh, in the NFL and otherwise. H- how does stuff like that play out? Just as you're out there as a representative of Pitt, uh, not just James, but but. The culture from Mike, childhood and Fralick and Marino and all their great stories to these more modern examples.
3: How does it play out? Just
0: uh, it, 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 how does it impact you? The, that branding, the of tradition Pitt of yeah. Pitt
3: football. It's incredible. I mean, again, and we're fortunate enough to have James right next door, but you know, all the great players that have come through our doors have played in Pitt Stadium, you know, and Heinz Field is incredible, and it's uh, it's it's an honor to be the head coach of Pitt.
0: When you literally, I think, walk by Steelers, officials, and players, right? That's part of your culture. I, I, if I'm a recruit visiting Coach Narduzzi, man, that's going to rock my world. And, and there's other, int- as you know, you know, I'd be mesmerized by the run down the hill at Clemson in a different way. But, but how does that play out as you look at 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds eye to eye?
3: It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, when they walk through the building, you know, you're, you, you know, you pull in the parking lot, and there's a Steeler logo and a Pitt logo, and immediately, you know, kids are going, "Wait a second. You know, you can hear about it. Uh, we can tell someone about it, but when they see it with their own eyes, and then you go out and watch a practice, whether it be in OTAs or during fall, I mean, we'll be on the practice field at the same time they are. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of overlap, maybe 15 to 20 minutes, but you know, they're finished. You know, we're finishing up, and they're starting their practice. They start a little bit later. It's incredible for our kids to be able to, you know, one of the parents on recruiting weekend said it's like the, the answers to the test. Kind of put it in a different re- perspective. It's like you're getting the answers for the test. Like, here they are. If you want to be in the NFL, you know, there's their blueprint for it. Watch them. They're doing it. You know, you're getting to see how they do it and wondering what you have to do better in your practice to get there.
0: In a world where it feels like every ACC football signee believes he can get to the NFL. I don't know if that's the case, but... It's it's, the case. Okay, (laughs) I I thought it was. But in a world where you probably know the statistics about how unlikely that is, how do you deal with that? You have to make it part of your sales pitch, I imagine, but but, uh, you're in the business of mentoring young people, too.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's part of the business, and everybody's got to continue to have that dream. I mean, I think if you don't have the dream, I don't want to recruit a kid that doesn't have the dream of playing in the NFL because that's what fuels you that's what charges you Um, and you know I I think you better be hungry for that and and that's how you become great I mean do you get to that level I mean it's it's an elite crew that two and a half percent that make it to the NFL but they all have those dreams we want kids to keep those dreams alive and you may shoot for here and only get to there but that's you're still doing pretty darn good that's you know so we're going to preach that and we want we want our kids a dream and you never
0: know. Last thing for Pat Narduzzi of Pitt, as we thank you for your time and and let you go. I think you answered a Saturday Night Live Father Guido Sarducci's question for us one time.
3: I don't remember. Did
0: did any childhood friend of yours, given the popularity of that TV character, just have fun with uh, Narduzzi Sarducci? No, they, no, they have not. No,
3: never came up.
0: Can, we call, can, you, I remember, can you call, we call you Father Narduzzi? There
3: you go. Do it.
0: In I honor, like it. In honor of uh, Father Guido Sarducci. I do like you remember it. him? from? Sorry, I do. I, I, do I
3: do. I do remember him.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's. A, I, I grew up in a family that's part Italian, so there's there were the Acetas and the Iannels, right? right? And I know pasta of all sorts, so I imagine the Narduzzi clan has some of that.
3: Oh, there's no question about it. Get no doubt about it.
0: Good Italian food in Pittsburgh, or is that more on the, uh, the Philly oh, it's side? There. No, it's, wow. not, it's
3: not, it's not, it's, they got cheesesteaks out there, something they call them Philly something cheesesteak,
0: soft pretzels. I'll tell you the, the Italian
3: food in Pittsburgh is incredible, it is, it's unbelievable.
0: So, that's really it's not the big checks that you get, that's really
3: it's <laughs> real, and it's not the <laughs> high end <laughs> <laughs> restaurants. I mean, you can go, I mean, there's some places, I mean, you, I haven't been to them all, and I'm kind of disappointed in four years, I haven't gotten that far. But I haven't been to them all. I want to. I, mean, I keep hearing about. Well, you haven't been there yet. And I'm like, I didn't even know it was there. Like, there's little hole in the walls, that you and would you be, know
0: them all by now.
3: Not, at, not them all. No, nope. no. I little got a, my, I got my, my bucket list. A place I got to continue to go. But each time, you, every corner you turn, there's another place. And it's, it's true. I mean, there's some places that are just incredible.
0: Thanks for making this fun, Coach. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Dooz D U Z Z Pitt F B. Pat Narduzzi, thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show.
3: Thanks thanks for having me on. Hail to Pitt.
0: Thank you very much. You guys are the best for uh, flipping schedules and making this happen. Uh, we're back after this. Let's throw it to the studio in Raleigh. Remember, Bronco Mendenhall of UVA is about 15 minutes away. Mack Brown of North Carolina is about 40 minutes away. We're squeezing as many of these coaches into the live portion of the program as we can today. It is coastal chaos. It is day two of the ACC's annual kickoff event. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show mike lupica welcome back to the david glenn show sports used to be called the toy department and i said look at the political scene and 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 tell me that's any more real or or more serious than what we see when people say oh stick to sports who passed that law you're listening to the david glenn show Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. It's a wild day here in Charlotte at the ACC kickoff event. Day two, part two, Coastal Chaos. Five coaches have already dropped by today. Two more coaches will be with us next hour. Bronco Mendenhall of UVA will join us right at the top of the hour. Cavs have a contender this year. Mac Brown of UNC, Mack is back, is gonna join us later in hour number three. Appreciate Justin Fuente and Pat Narduzzi and David Kuchler for dropping by this past hour. Dino Babers of Syracuse and Willie Taggart of Florida State. Uh, Some leftovers, if you will, from yesterday. Quick British Open update and spoiler alert to those of you who have set your DVRs. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, here it comes. Rory McIlroy, the local favorite, had a snowman on his first hole and finish today's first round at eight over par. That is not something you can recover from, even in a four-round professional golf event. I mean, he might become relevant. Maybe he makes the cut. He's done. He is not going to win the Open Championship congratulations to Ireland's own Shane Lowry. He's the clubhouse leader at minus four. John Rahm of Spain is still on the course at minus five. Webb Simpson, proud product of Wake Forest and Raleigh and Charlotte is in the top five as well. He's done with a three under 68. So there's your open championship update from the other side of the pond. It's back to ACC football on the other side. Bronco Mendenhall. The Cavs are a contender. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver
2: (laughs) to be a part of the play
1: the guy is drunk but there he goes you always
2: think of calling that dramatic last second buzzer beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic this is the david glenn show